following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. Jeffrey Epstein is no longer with us on this earth. That is very interesting live uh, information that we're getting uh, from the New York Times. We got something just just like minute by minute things are coming up. And this is Radio Law Talk. I'm your host, Fred Penny. We're going to talk about this with Denise Dirks and Todd Cunin, our illustrious uh, three-time Emmy Award nominee but never a winner. Uh, producer Cal Hunter, thank for you for being reasons. here. For obvious reasons, yes, I know, yes, I know yes, that. Yes, yes. I know that. <laughs> and then uh, we, we are going to talk about a number of things. We we, we followed up with a, a you know look. I'm Philadelphia Phillies. I'm not a Phillies follower, and that's I'm going to say that three times. I'm not a Phillies follower, but uh, apparently Fanatic is their mascot. There's big issues going on with Fanatic that we have to talk about. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the Epstein thing that's just happening, I'm looking at Twitter on our Radio Law Talk Twitter, if you want to go there, and I'm going to quote someone that's saying this. This is what they said. Convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein dead. No, he was not convicted yet. You know, now it doesn't mean that he, he hadn't at one time. Um, Wasn't the Florida pled, case a conviction? He pled, no, he no, no, pled. he pled guilty. Florida, it was the federal court in Florida that brought charges against him. Right. And they then reduced those charges to a state charge, and he pled guilty to state charges, and he spent 16 months in, in uh, jail. That was back, state way jail. back. Like two. 2008. 2008 or 2008, somewhere in there. Okay. And so then... So he was not convicted, though. See, that's what I'm trying to no, say. No, he, he pled guilty. Doesn't mean he was convicted by it, a jury. That's all I'm just trying to say. It, that, it, the it way people lay it, it out. It was, it was not as a result of a trial by jury. However, right. what people need to understand, this applies in all criminal cases. You can either, if you resolve a case and it's not dismissed, you're going to either plead guilty or no contest. If you plead no contest, the court will always say, understand you do that maybe for civil reasons, but you understand that I'm going to use that as a guilty plea for purposes of sentencing. And once you plead guilty, you stand convicted of the offense, just not as a result of trial by jury. You're you're, you're still saddled with the offense, and it's going to show up on your rap sheet as convicted of this, and it's not going to say whether it was jury or plea. The effect is the same. And the interesting thing, because it was reduced to a state charge, they could now bring, again, federal charges against him because state and federal can exist on the same set of facts, and there's not double jeopardy that attaches to that. You can be convicted of a state crime and of a federal crime arising out of the same incident. Right. And so that was what was going on. Well, as evidenced in the Ferguson, Missouri incident where there was a local clearing of the officer and, and the civil rights case came Absolutely. in. They said, we're going to see if we can find a federal well, civil maybe, rights now, violation. Okay. Why yeah. is it so important right now? What what right. has just happened with well, that? Well, well let, me, let me finish my points. I just want to make sure I'm clear. What Maybe I was thinking about the existing one that's going on. Yes. So when people, they keep saying convicted, all I see and hear about, oh, so yeah, well, yeah, you're right. He did do this. No, no, no. Um, the, 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 he's still in, they're taking him to court on this conviction they're going to try to get a conviction right and that, now. And that's that's a, what happened. That's a great distinction because it's very confusing for people. If somebody's, if somebody's on the outlying areas and just kind of looking at this and not really peeling the onion to, to find out what it is, what they're going to say is, okay, I know I, – I remember that Epstein was accused of something, and I know he's in jail right now. Oh, if he's in jail, he must have done it, and that's why it is. No, he was waiting – Awaiting a trial on the more recent charges. Sure, he had been convicted in the past, but it does not mean that he was found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt on the charges that were pending. So you are correct. That that would be the federal uh, charges. He was yes. not convicted. And yes. here, here, how does this tie in? The little cushy deal he had on bail, where he went to work every day, came home at night, went in and checked in, and on, you know wore a little ankle monitor. This is the he, 2008. This that case, was in Florida. Yeah, in this case though. Was he in jail the whole no. time? No, he no he was. They, allowed... they denied him bail. No, he's denied yeah. bail. Well, this one was denied bail. Okay, so yes. in the Florida case, it was really sloppy. 2008. Because I was thinking prison death in a federal prison with him, Whitey Bulger killed in prison when all of a sudden they turn him loose in general population makes you wonder what's going on in the federal prison system, yeah. doesn't it? And 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 what you're thinking of, Cal, is the 2008 case when he got what a lot of people say is the sweetheart deal. Yeah. 
there was a period of time that he had to serve um, as part of his probation. There's a period of time that you serve in custody, and he was allowed to serve that on house arrest, which is not house, which is not uncommon in some cases. Although I I know in a lot of jurisdictions, for example, the one that I practice in. Uh, if you are convicted of an offense that requires you to register as a sex offender, you are not authorized or eligible for any form of alternative sentencing, uh, house arrest, work project. You got to do your time sitting in the box behind bars. And and how he got that, that might, that might be new or changing the law. I mean, we're talking about sentencing that occurred 11 years ago. But, yeah, he did have a sweetheart deal, and there were reports that – because he was able to go to work, that there was a constant stream of females that were going into his office when he would work. And, yeah. So here's the issue that we brought up. Again, we're on our second hour of Radio Law Talk, and you can always stream us live at radiolawtalk.com, or you can listen to our past episodes, uh, including this one, uh, about what's going on. But as we're as we're going through this show, this three-hour show, we are constantly seeing updates on what's going on. And we just talked about this uh, the last hour, about how the heck this guy on Suicide Watch can in any way harm himself, especially with cameras, all that stuff. And Cal just came in and said, and the New York Times just came out with an article that said he was off Suicide Watch. How that happened when he had tried to commit suicide in the past, we wonder what happened. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of ambiguity about that. So when we talked previously about it, the the New York Times had reported that it wasn't clear whether he was ever on suicide watch. They were unable to get that corroboration and clearly unable to find out that and, and have now reported that he was not on suicide watch at the time of this. Another publication, the Business Insider, reported that he was placed on suicide watch in late July for what happened, but he had since been taken off suicide watch. Uh, I do want to address one thing that I said last hour. We're talking about the only way really to to keep somebody from fashioning a device that they could use to hang themselves as if they were stripped naked and put in there because you could use pants or shirts or whatever. Uh, In the Business Insider report, they pointed out that inmates on suicide watch are often given paper clothing to wear, which cannot be used. So so it would be like uh, just paper pants and shirt and stuff that would not have the strength to be bound together to fashion a device like that. Unless you uh, took it off and... Choked yourself with it, literally, yeah. oh, well, which yeah. would be very difficult to You'd do. You'd have to be a pretty disciplined person to do that. Yes. It just made me think of a hotel that used to hand out paper bathing suits. But anyway, <laughs> seriously, there really? was a hotel that had one-time use paper bathing suits. I kid you not. What? Yep, seriously. Yeah. I'll have to look it up. Was that anecdotal or what? No, that's no? A, well, it was anecdotal. Anecdotal, but that's okay. It's it also was, true. It's also true. It's, 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 that's for the crowd that says, oh, I wouldn't mind skinny dipping. I just don't like the walk from the side of the pool to the water. Exactly. There's something I could do that got me there. How do we go different. from Epstein hanging himself to a paper bathing suit? It's a slippery slope. I don't know, slope. but that'd be a good case or no case. Um, I'm just well, <laughs> darn it, Denise. <laughs> this is hilarious. Well, today uh, we is are that gonna... made out of recycled paper. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> Newspaper. Oh my gosh! Luckily, we only have one minute left in the segment. People, but anyway, that's the Epstein case. We're not going to talk anymore about it this hour. Uh, because we're going to be talking about it uh, probably next week, but there's going to be a lot going on and some conspiracy issues. Uh, but we're going to talk about the Philadelphia Phillies are suing to keep their mascot from becoming a free agent. We've got Sarah Palin's defamation uh, lawsuit. we got a Whitney Houston case. we got Meatloaf case. And I'm not talking about the food. We're talking about the singer. And one of my favorite songs of all time, I Would Do Anything for Love lawsuit. We will discuss that. When we come back, I'm your host, Frederick Penny. This is Radio Law Talk. We'll be back. Don't forget, Case or No Case is coming up, too, on Radio Law Talk, right here live on your favorite radio station or streaming live at radiolawtalk.com. As you can imagine, I'm with Fred and Denise and uh, Todd. We're having a little tech issue with our player here. So if you guys want to put on your headsets and bail me out. You went too far. 
We're having a little issue with our player here, so if you guys want to put on your headsets and bail me out, I'm going to reboot it. But uh, affiliates, this will not affect your local break time. Your local break time will come at its usual time. But uh, for some reason that heaven only knows, uh, this is the day for technical stuff. We had lightning here in Northern California, blew up a lot of stuff, and of course now our system is showing me that it doesn't like me. And I'm thinking, well, thank you. It's just like being at home. But it's, we're still up, right? We're still on, but we're going to bail out here in about 20 seconds if all goes well. I'm going to play no. a test here, though, just to see. All right, we're in good shape. We're in good shape. Yep. All right. Stay tuned, folks. <laughs> there really is much oh. more radio lot talk coming up, I promise. Do not go away. You'll be glad you stayed with us right here. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. I am Cameron Levitt, Chief Operating Officer of Concussion Medical Clinic. California's first concussion medical clinic is now open. As concussions increase each year, there has never been a greater need for concussion specialists. Our physicians at Concussion Medical Clinic are board certified in pediatric neurology and sports medicine and have partnered with universities, hospitals, and rehab clinics to expedite the recovery process. Simply put, we are elevating the standard of care. When you need an expert concussion opinion or concussion care, visit concussionmedicalclinic.com to schedule your appointment. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. Hi, I'm Frederick Penny of Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. I bet you're tired of hearing lawyer commercials. So just relax and listen to music for a few seconds. When you or a family member has been injured, call 800-616-4LAW or see us at pennyandassociates.com. See, that wasn't so bad. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt, it just won't do. But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do. Man, I know this place right down the road. Quick, quack, car wash. Uh -huh. Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine. Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show. Come on, quick, quack, car wash. Don't drive that dirty car. Uh -huh. Quick, quack, car wash. They'll have you looking sharp. listening to radiolawtalk.com and now back to your host frederick penny why would you be anywhere else but listening to our great radio show we, we talk about epstein we've got the phillies uh, uh mascot issue and then you know we've got sarah palin what this is the most interesting show on earth other than the alien shows and i truly believe that other than case or no case which is even more fun because cal tries to stump us on any case that he either makes up or is a true case. So see if you can stump us this time like you did last time. Now it's time to All play right. Case or No Case. With pleasure. With pleasure. Karen Norman was drunk. Very drunk. 1.7. One fateful night in a drunken state, she backed her Honda into Galveston Bay in Galveston, Texas. She reached down 
to activate the release button on her seatbelt, but she couldn't. She perished. Her parents were upset. They said it's the car's fault, even though the person sitting next to her in the seat in the Honda pushed the button and got out of the car just fine. And her parents said, well, we can't blame our daughter. Who can we blame? Who can we blame? Let's go get a lawyer and see if we can blame Honda. And so I ask you, Mr. Kunin, it's your turn to go first now, case or no case, and if so, what was the outcome? So let me get this straight. Okay. Somebody dies in an accident and a family member wants to blame the automobile manufacturer, and you want to know if that's a case. <laughs> yeah, it's a drunk, a drunken driver who backed their vehicle into Galveston Bay. Got it. While intoxicated. Couldn't find, apparently, again, who knows if she couldn't find the seatbelt release button. Maybe she didn't try. She was drunk. We don't know. But she did not find the seatbelt release button and died inside the car. And the parents said, it's not our little baby's fault. It's not the alcohol's fault. But they didn't sue the liquor company. I'm curious about that. Uh, But let's go see if we can go after Honda. Okay. So I'm going to say that, yes, it is a case Mm -hmm. because... Uh, if we've learned anything, we've learned that people can sue for just about anything. And I think that the way you have framed the question is very accurate. That you know, Heaven forbid that they try to have any responsibility laid on the shoulders of their daughter. And I think that their argument may be that given the prevalence of drunk driving and intoxicated drivers, that at a minimum, well, first off, that the death penalty for drunk driving should not be the norm. Nobody should ever say they deserve to die because they were driving drunk. There are criminal penalties for it, but not the death penalty. And um, that because it is so prevalent, they'd probably be able to statistically show that this is something that car manufacturers should have anticipated, that people may be in varying states of intoxication. And as a result, the release mechanism for seat belts should be able to accommodate somebody that has maybe impaired dexterity or the ability to hit that button. So I am going to say that it is a case and that the plaintiff recovers, whether it's by trial or by uh, settlement, I don't know, but I'm going to say there's a recovery by the plaintiff as a result. Wow. Interesting. All right. Thank you, Todd. Now to Todd's left, Ms. Dirks. What say you, case or no case? Well, I can say this. Um, when she backed, okay, f- why can't she serve the liquor or sue the liquor stores for that? Because probably there's no dram shop. She can't go after the bar. She can't go after that in Texas. There's no dram shop laws that makes them liable to her for her excessive drinking. Um, was it reasonably foreseeable that she could be driving drunk by Honda and thus they could be liable in, for her? In the bay, underwater. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, sure, it could be reasonably you know, reasonably foreseeable. But I remember we had last year, our Texas attorney came on and he said that in Texas, uh, they cannot shift the burden onto the victim um, unless there's something else that's wrong, some defect, something else that's going on. So I'm going to say that this is a case and that she wins. That her parents... uh... That her parents actually get a suit um, against Honda. It may be appealed, though, and ultimately lost. But I must say it's a case, and the parents win. Mr. Penny, what say you, case or no case? So you could tweet us at Radio Law Talk if you want to opine on this, or call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-LAW-RADIO. You don't even have to be on the air. Just tell Cal what you think. Sure. But here is the guy that you want to talk to about this, but... I think I know the answer. This is why I hate it when you go last. <laughs> the, in, the interesting part of this is there's two things to look at here. The first and most important thing to look at in this case is Cal's demeanor. <laughs> so Cal's demeanor was very uh, extreme one-sided, like, this is ridiculous. You know, oh, my gosh, didn't blame the daughter. It's not the daughter's fault. Can you tell in his voice inflection and what he was saying, it was like, oh, come on, one of those, right? You know him too well. That's right. Therefore, 
he is that means for sure it's the opposite so <laughs> so he's trying to trick us and i know for a fact that it's the opposite do they sue manufacturers yes all the time it is one of the most difficult cases to win by the way because the manufacturers will fight you tooth and nail which i don't blame them i could see that because guess what if it is a defect guess what happens everything's recalled right and then the lawsuits come in so they're going to fight you tooth and nail there are issues, whether or not, and there's seatbelt experts, by the way. There's all types of experts that specialize in this, and you determine whether or not it's a proper reach to be able to click on that. And I think that that is a case, and I think she does win, and the parents do win, because somehow, and this is, I, I, it seems like I know a lot of these cases or, or you know, know of them. I don't recall this one, but that sounds logical, whether or not a person is able to reach down and press it properly or if it's too difficult to press and not able to pop out therefore she drowns she could have just you know been able to easily depress it by reaching down then she might have even drunk might have lived and yet according to the scenario her boyfriend in the seat next to her simply pushed the button and floated free i know that that's why it's a case and then uh she wins because the way you say it has to do with the airbag Maybe the direction said, depress the button. And she was like, you're an ugly button. Right. You're fat. Right. You come from bad stock. How do you depress the button? Like when I... my wife says, turn on the light. And I say, I love you, light. Well, <laughs> with all that commentary, we will be back for some more laughing and having fun. This is Radio Law Talk. The answer to case or no case is coming right up. for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In, ready to grow with you. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time, and it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable, things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose, online, with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. LettyandCompany.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 
800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800-918-1376, that's 800-918-1376. Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life, majestic and grand. They clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild, and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. I like the Amargosa Valley. You're listening to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. Yeah, we like the Amargosa Valley, too. One of our original uh, stations that joined with us over a year ago, uh, maybe close to two years ago, was the Amargosa Valley. Uh, You know what? Seatbelt issue in this Honda, Cal. It looks like the uh, lawsuit occurred is what you're claiming uh, when an individual sad story, a young gal drowned when her drunk individual driving the, the car backed it into the lake or whatever the bay, and, the bay and, and he was able to get out but she wasn't able to get out and they're claiming it was because she could not uh, unlatch her seat belt and according to Denise and Todd and I we all think it's a case correct and we all think that she wins or her the family, family wins mm-hmm. yep so Cal, tell us the scenario. Well, you know, and I came up with the best. Wait, let me let me finish one thing. I came up with the best reason why, the most logical reason why this occurred, and it had nothing to do with legal issues. Go ahead, Cal. Well, let me tell you my narrative on this because you 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 caught my you caught me in a in a pejorative approach to the case because I've you and I've had this discussion before. I think one of the challenges that we have societally is that people think they live in a risk-free environment that they can go do really stupid stuff and somebody's going to get paid for it and that would be obviously the case here and this maybe wait no obvious this case sounds somewhat legitimate until you learn the rest of the facts no brother for and again this is just my narrative hold on for example the normans sued honda because the daughter was unable to release uh, hit the release button on the seatbelt, but an expert would testify she most likely failed to hit the button because she had a BA of 0.17 and shouldn't have been driving in the first place. How about that, Your Honor? Or passenger. Yeah. She was passenger. Yeah. And the incident happened at 2 o'clock in the morning. Passenger Joselle Woods in the passenger seat pushed the button, got out, swam to safety. Mm. So it does raise some questions about the whole thing. But those of you who say this is a case, may I see by a raise of that's all of you. Way to go. Yes. <laughs> I'm surprised. It's a real Denise. case. What year, Cal, was it? Uh, 
approximately what year was it? It's probably an older case. It's a, I think it's an older case. Um, yeah. Don't worry about it. But here's the kicker. <laughs> she was driving a Toyota. <laughs> <laughs> but they sued Honda. Uh, for those of you who say that the plaintiff prevailed in the case, that would be all three of you. Oh, yes, I told we you. We got it. However, and this was the fascinating part about me, not the case, because I know people sue, and if a jury sees a young woman who dies tragically, they go, oh, just give them some money, right? I mean, that, that happens. No, and, Cal. Oh, come on, they do. Come and you on, know it. Cal. They, no, I don't agree with that. Anyway, <laughs> the jury awarded Karen Norman's drunken driving with 25% of the damages requested because it was considered, Honda was only considered contributorily negligent. They were not fully at fault, only 25%. So they sought, let's say, a million, and they got 250 whatever they sought. I don't know what they Hey, by the way, it's called, no, it's called, no, comparatively, contributory is different. So comparatively at fault. Well, this is, in Texas, they wrote, and I got that from from their summary, I got the word contributory negligent. So the Normans basically sued and won against Honda in spite of their daughter's obvious irresponsibility and driving under the influence. And again, that's how the world spins these days. And that is case or no case. Did it say how much, Cal? Don't go the Don't go the You know, I didn't. I didn't pursue it. That, I did, the percentage yeah. is what interested me, because I guess in some states it's binary. You're either all the way at fault or you're not at all. And in Texas, it's like you're 25% at fault. So here's 25% of what you. Yeah. Have. So there's two things, as the guy that does this for a living. Yeah, because you should. So compare. Yeah. There's comparative and contributory negligence. Contributory negligence is is the person's found 51% at fault. That means the plaintiff that's suing. They get nothing. Okay. That's contributory negligence. Or, uh, uh, but comparative negligence state is, if the case is worth a million dollars and the jury finds 10% the defendant at fault and the plaintiff is or the person that is bringing the suit is 90% at fault, they get a hundred grand, Cal. That's comparative negligence, and that's what many you mean states are that way. Hundred percent. Hundred grand. Yeah, they get a hundred grand of the one million. Oh, so in oh, other oh, words, oh, you. if oh, you're a, talking California law, you, well, there's a number of other states that are comparative, not just California. So you need to look at your state to see if it's a contributory negligent state or a comparative negligent state. Good. And so, yes, California is a comparative negligent state, but a lot of states are different. Some are contrib and some are comparative. Which is so exactly that. why I brought up the case, and I'm glad you guys you got skunked in the first one. Let's see how you do next hour. When in case or no case, uh-huh. we will say. Take it to the bank. All right. And that's case or no case. Don't forget, sitting to my thank you, Cal. That was a great one. Thank sitting you. to my left is uh, Todd Cuden. Denise and I know this very well. Todd is a, uh, not only is he radio law talk host, but he is a, an announcer for many baseball teams, or not many, but has done a number of baseball uh, announcing and he's good at this and the Philadelphia Phillies I'm sure you know a little bit about the Phillies which Denise and I know nothing about but this mascot for the Phillies I've seen him called Fanatic was basically in 1970 you know uh, hatched is what I'm going to call and he was hatched by a guy by the name of Bill uh, Giles Phillies executive vice president at the time of 1970s met with uh, this company or a person from this company called H slash E um, and they made up this mascot in 1970s. Now, what happens in, again, we're talking general topics of law. There's a lot of details that we're not going to get into on this, but generally speaking, you're, you know, you, you have a, you know, copyright, it lasts 35 years. Mm-hmm. And then after the 35 years, it reverts back to whoever, you know, made this thing and that's where the you know obviously in the 70s then now that's it's it's supposedly reverting back and lawsuits are occurring about who owns the right to these mascots and by the way the baltimore ravens had a similar lawsuit that occurred on um the baltimore uh, baltimore ravens logo um and and that's an issue that's going before the courts now and this gave i think rise to this because the Baltimore Ravens are losing that case so far through the courts and it's an appellate courts 
right now. But tell us a little about the mascot, how this works, who this mascot is, and what's going on, Todd. Yeah, so this was back in the 70s, and this was the creation of the of the baseball organization as well as the private company. And they, you know, you have to go back and what's a Philly? Okay, so the Philadelphia Phillies, you know what an Oriole is for the Baltimore Orioles? It's a bird, and the A's are the Athletics, and the Giants are the Giants. Um, but what is a Philly? And, and this goes back to 1893 when they changed the name, and the proposed name was originally the Philadelphias. That's what they wanted to call the team. So then they had a, a name here, and they just shortened it to Phillies. It didn't refer to a horse like a Philly or anything like that. Well, it's kind of hard to come up with a mascot for the Philadelphias, and so... In the 70s, when mascots started to become the rage, what are we going to do? We want What are we going to put out there? And this green-ish monster was what they came up with and has been the mascot for the Phillies since, what, 75 until now. And there has been a recent push by the private organization to say, you know, in essence, we own the copyright. We want to be able to do what we want to do with this and, and maybe move on. It kind of reminds me of the Kawhi Leonard issue that we talked about recently, where the where the issue there was between uh, who owns the copyright to the Kawhi Leonard claw logo, Nike or Leonard, since they both worked on it. Nike was the one that filed the copyright on it. So that's kind of the issue going on here. And the question is, can the can the green the fanatic become a free agent and yeah, at first blush, I, I always try to look at things from a practical perspective. Putting aside whether the fanatic could or couldn't, what kind of work is the fanatic going to get anywhere else when you are so closely tied to the Phillies organization for the fa- for the past 40 years? You know, it, it's it's not like you could go over to the Pirates and say, "Hey, let me be your man." It's not going to happen. But I think this all comes down to somebody making a push for more money. Yeah, it comes down to that. And the other issue is, what? what okay, so they're independent. What do these get? They're going to go be, uh, like you said, are they going to go to a, a, another double A, triple A ball and be the mascot? No, this is so well known with the Phillies. It's a, but but there's a, the main thing. The I think the Phillies' best argument is the fact that they're originally in the 1970s an individual for the Phillies organization helped create this thing with this company. It was an intern, and that's who's right. actually suing, Dave Red Raymond. Yeah, yeah. He's suing for saying, I helped to create this. But then Phillies are saying they also helped internally. They hired a company to help create right, it. He right. helped. So it's kind of a little convoluted, but there was a 1984 agreement. Yeah. That's at play here, too. We're going to be back. We're going to talk about Sarah Palin when we get back. This is Radio Law Talk. services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, 
warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and bailing company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy, and I'm happy too. Thanks, tax doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 31... I mean, 13? We, we took, took a, a left, left on Carroll Rat- Garden Street. Garden Street? Loud music, music was coming, coming from, from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds. I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, earth to Danny. Suddenly, he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the, the school, school steps, steps, we, we hugged goodbye. goodbye. I, I really, really hope he doesn't have another bad day at school today. today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. to the website radiolawtalk.com you can listen to the show there and there's a lot of other good information too that's radiolawtalk.com hey i like that uh, bugle uh, that that way that woke us all up from sleeping over here in the other studio should have seen the looks i got where are the horses who said that's exactly right <laughs> sarah, yeah sarah palin uh, uh brought a defamation lawsuit against new york times now but you know, Cal, who's been in the radio and television for years and years, and and us as radio hosts, and and I'm going to call us almost a pseudo, like we're like a news organization. We talk about the law, but we bring up the news. Um, it it always, whether you're a Palin fan, a Trump fan, a Clinton fan, a Obama fan, it always just knee jerks reaction for me is. Suing a defamation case, suing a uh, a newspaper article, a newspaper or some sort of uh, news vendor, news yeah. vendor, yeah. just cuts me the wrong way. And even though the only one that I ever thought that got close, which got thrown out, uh, at least part of it, is the uh, individual from the Catholic uh, the Sandman. Sandman, yes. yeah, that one because he was a minor child. That's the difference. But here, Sarah Palin's suing the New York Times for defamation, and there's a little bit of uh, – and she it looks like she was going to lose it, and there's a little breath of life in it. Right, Todd? There is. What happened, just to give you a little bit of background, it's stemming from a 2011 
incident. It was a mass shooting, and I don't know if you recall, um, it was down in Arizona where Arizona Congresswoman Gabby Giffords was sh- uh, severely wounded, um, as well as I think somebody else Well, happened there. But what happened was the New York Times ran an editorial. And in the editorial, the person writing it was wanted to talk about the current political climate leads to this kind of violence. And they had referenced an ad that Sarah Palin had been associated with. And I think that there was even a target in the ad or something. And it it tended to lay blame on on Sarah Palin for this incident. Now, the New York Times quickly issued a a retraction of sorts the following day, but Palin was, you know, that's like, I don't know, it's like diffusing the bomb after it's gone off. The retraction doesn't stop the negative attention that has already been garnered, and so she brought the defamation suit. It was tossed on a motion to dismiss. Now, folks, um, especially Fred and Denise, the difference here, and we can talk about this, is the difference between a motion to dismiss and a summary judgment motion. And this was tossed on the New York Times motion to dismiss uh, because they felt that there was no claim stated in the complaint. And in a situation like that, the judge is supposed to look at the allegations that are made in the complaint. And even if you accept them all as true, is there a claim? But the judge went off the rails, didn't he, Denise? Yeah, he went off the rails because he actually got to a defense. So he decided this. So in a motion for summary judgment, you look at whether or not the material facts as stated state a claim. Right. And whether or not you can and and in a motion for summary judgment, the material facts can also be as to defenses. So in this particular case, he's only supposed to be looking at the allegations in the complaint and whether or not they state a prima facie case, which means does it does it meet all the, the elements to state that claim? And in this case, he stepped beyond that statement and he said well Sarah Palin's going to be a public figure so there's no way that the plaintiff is going to or there's no way that yeah the plaintiff can beat the defense that um, she's not a public figure and that the paper acted with actual malice and because of that it got overturned in the court of appeals it doesn't mean that Sarah Palin's going to win right um it, and, and if she does win, it's going to be a very limited impact because of how um, New York Times mitigated the damages as soon as possible. And, and so the way this works, and Fred, if I if I misstate, let me know. Yeah, but was... the way this works generally is this motion was brought before any discovery had really taken place. It's just the motion that was brought by the Times was, Judge, this is this is not a. This is not viable the way they have pled it, whatever. And the judge went into this evidentiary hearing that you would have after discovery. And what the Court of Appeals did was they overruled the judge's dismissal and sent it back down for further proceedings, not necessarily saying that Palin has a case or doesn't has a case, have a case. They sent it back to say the way you ruled was premature, Judge. You you went beyond what you were supposed to do. And the effect of this is that now it looks like, at a minimum, Palin at least get to go through the discovery process, exchanging information, and then we'll probably see a similar type hearing come up on a motion for summary judgment where maybe the court's, uh, the, the trial judge's, opinion or analysis might be more appropriate. It just wasn't appropriate at the time. Yeah, so let's make sure we're clear on this. So sure. a motion for summary judgment, that's why I, I didn't know this was a motion for summary judgment. It, I thought, it, was it wasn't. Not. Okay, it that wasn't. good. Okay, yes. okay. Was... Um, yeah, let me, let me just explain this. Okay, going backwards. Motion for summary judgment occurs after all the facts, the depositions, the uh, request for productions, the expert, you know, all, everything is basically ready to go to a jury. Then you bring a motion for summary judgment saying everything we've gathered, we've done all of our discovery. Now, Your Honor, after all that, there's still not enough and it doesn't need to go to judge. a judge. Or as a, a matter of law. Right. But then right. you back up and there's a thing called a demur. A demur is just on the way they pled it. They just, whatever they said in their complaint, that alone, you're not going to win the case just the way you pled it. 
and that's called a demur. Now, a motion uh, here, it looks like a motion just to dismiss, is similar to what's called a demur. There's nothing, you know, uh, again, this is New York. I practice in California. But, you know, it's, there's nothing there uh, really in the way you filed the complaint, et cetera, et cetera. Those rarely get granted because they can just amend the complaint to, to make to, – because you have to look at the complaint and assume everything they say in there is true. And if that's the case, it's difficult to say, well, we can, we can overturn this. So that's what probably what's going on right here, according to you guys. Is that right? Pretty yeah, much. Pretty yes. much. And, um, yeah, so now they're, they're going to have to – what's likely to happen is now the judge has to look at the motion to dismiss itself, the complaint itself, decide whether or not all the elements of defamation have been pled factually in the complaint. And if so, he would have to deny the motion to dismiss. That doesn't mean that the defense cannot raise a motion for summary judgment. At a later. later point. A- absolutely. In the, in the the quote from the decision from the appellate court was, this is not a situation in which the plaintiff, Palin, ought to have seen a summary judgment decision coming. It, they, they weren't prepared for that, and that's the way it was treated. So procedurally, it was wrong. Well, not but just go that. Go back they, and do it right. Yeah, they didn't have their yeah. time to go out and get the evidence to argue their case, and that's what a motion for summary judgment does. But that's that's kind of the long and the short of it, what happens so, there. So it's got legs again. You know, I, I'm interested in how long it has taken because, you know, the, the motion was granted by the trial judge or the lower judge in 2017 it was heard on appeal in september of 2018 and we're just now getting the opinion after it was heard in 28 in september of 2018 here what about a half a month shy of a full year after it was argued the appellate court is now saying okay go back to square one so Things sometimes do move slowly through the court process. All I got to say, the most important thing right now is what the heck is Sarah Palin up to right now? I'm just looking up. I'm <laughs> curious. I have not heard anything from Sarah Palin in a long time. What is she up to right now? What's the latest on Sarah Palin? Hunting caribou. Hunting caribou. Uh, That's my guess. I, um, I have no idea. I'm just keep, trying to look up the late, latest. Uh, keep, keep uh, it's too early, I think, for caribou. Okay, maybe moose. Keep maybe, tabs um, on it's, it's fishing. It's salmon. Okay. Salmon right now. Right. The salmon's a red. Or not I'm going to think uh, March 21st, Silvers. 2019 article talks about Sarah Palin. Uh, breaking the Republican Party. I don't know. That's that's maybe the latest. I, I think she's keeping tabs on Russia from her house. Well, it's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty easy to do when you can when see you it can from see there, it, right? Yeah. Well, come on. <laughs> with a good scope. <laughs> well, let's just end this. We we got to end this with Sarah Palin. That's all I got to say. This wonderful uh, opportunity to sit for another hour. Remember, if you want to hear everything. All three hours, go to our website, www.radiolawtalk.com, and on there you can click the live button, or you can go back and listen to our podcast later on because we've got them all listed there, and you can search them by title and what what uh, what what type of uh, subject you want to discuss. We'll be back sometime. Listen to us. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated.